Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. It's good to be here. I'm so excited for this conference and to see what God's going to do. Um, how many of you have been here in the first service? Welcome back. Welcome back. Any uh, visitors here? Who's here for the first time? I just want to see you. Just the two of you? There's four. Okay. Welcome. We're excited uh, to get into the Word and to receive what God wants to do. I really want to encourage you to please try to come for every session during this conference. We're building. It's a puzzle piece that connects together. So um, God is releasing it throughout every session. So try to make the effort. God will reward you. Uh, you set out the time and you make the sacrifice, He will reward you. You will not return empty-handed. I want you to have expectation in God that He can change everything with one word. In one moment, He can change everything. He can turn a situation around that looked impossible. He can do it, and He has that power. Amen? Uh, my wife, Zandia, is on her way. Um, we flew from South Africa to Dubai to Orlando, and I left them there. Um, with the kids, and uh, I'm here. And then uh, she's going to lock the kids up there in uh, the trunk of a car for the weekend, and then she's, uh, she'll be here shortly. Um, and uh, we look forward uh, to be here. I think this will be the first time that she will be away from the kids. So it's um, challenging for her. I love it to leave them. It's awesome. Um, so good to be here and uh, spend time. Uh, again, thank you, Pastor Eric uh, and Heather, it's a blessing to be part of what God is doing globally and uh, also to have them part of what God is doing in South Africa in this moment. They've really um, worked and they've sowed so many seeds into South Africa, into our nation, that I know that God will use them powerfully in the future. Um, it was so good to have him, uh, have them there on the last conference and he's really, um, he's got a, I think a message that you get used to when it comes to righteousness, but it's something that can that we can never get used to. It's something that we have to do here every day, constantly be reminded of, of His righteousness, His righteousness. Um, this morning, I woke up and uh, the Lord said to me, as I woke up, God said to me, Andre, I bless obedience. And uh, when I heard it, I said, Lord, I hope I'm obedient always. And then God said to me, and I have grace for disobedience. <laughs> so God is good. He is for us and not against us. He's working so hard to get us to walk into everything that He has for us. You know, He's not going to give up. Uh, my book is available afterwards. It's called Walking with God. It is just my, it's my testimony and my relationship with the Lord, what God has done to inspire you in your relationship with the Lord. And uh, I want to repeat it and say to you, that's what it's, it's about. It's about relationship with God. Nothing can replace that. Not prophecy, not miracles. Nothing can replace your relationship with God. The biggest decision you can make is to give your life to God. That is the only decision that is everlasting. Never ends, never stops. So we want to encourage you. If you're here during this conference, and even as a visitor this morning, we invite you to become part of God's family. Don't leave here today without making that choice if you are not sure that you are connected or part of God's family. Um, make sure. Grab someone by the arm and say to them, I want to make sure. So please, that's the most important decision that you can make is to be part of his family. Amen. I want you to open up your Bibles in the book of 2 Timothy 1 verse 17. And we can get going, we can get started. God is doing supernatural things all over the world. I just uh, um, uh, returned, not, uh, I've been in Dubai in, in uh, March this year, uh, and uh, God is do, doing supernatural things in uh, that nation. Um, people are negative and critical about what they're thinking, but I want to say to you that God is moving right now. He is moving. I went to a pastor friend of mine, and I ministered there, a small town in South Africa called Grafrenet, and as I ministered, he said to me, Andre, why don't we see God move anymore? Why don't we see the power of God anymore? And I said to him, listen, you have to get out more, because God is moving doesn't mean because God is not moving in your church that He's not moving. He is moving. God's doing things all over the world. And, uh, you know, in South Africa, we don't have a lot of Muslims um, or Catholics. So we don't know anything about them. The only thing that we know about them is that they're wrong. 
That's it. So um, this year, the Lord has opened up a door for me in, uh, in uh, um, some Arab nations in Dubai. And I did a prophetic conference this year in, um, in Dubai. Just a powerful, powerful divine appointment. Um, I, uh, the Lord spoke to me. I fly Emirates, so often go through Dubai. And the Lord spoke to me about Dubai. He said, Andre, I'm giving you favor there and uh, favor over that nation. I said, thank you, God. I receive it. And then uh, one morning, um, I got up, and the Lord reminded me of that, of Dubai. And uh, I remember going on the Internet, and I searched churches and uh, looked for a couple of churches in Dubai, and five churches came up that was registered in Dubai. And uh, I saw one of the churches, the pastor's name is John, and the Lord said to me, phone him. So I pick up my phone, I give him a call. Um, he answers the phone, I said to him, this is uh, Andre Bronkost, I'm from South Africa. He says, I've been waiting for your call. I said, why? He says, a year ago, I saw you in Sri Lanka, preaching in Sri Lanka, and I watched the live stream. And as I watched the live stream, I said, Lord, connect me to this man. And uh, he said to me that because the churches in Dubai is underground, that they cannot give me a formal invitation to come to Dubai. But he has been waiting for me to connect with me. And he said, can you come? Can we do a prophetic conference in Dubai? I said, yes, let's do it. And um, walked into uh, the place and had no idea what to expect and uh, what not to do. They gave me a list of things not to say and not to do. And and uh, walking to the meeting and super, listen, it was the most charismatic meeting I've ever been in. In Dubai. This is crazy. Walking to, into that meeting and God just moving. Every, everything the opposite of what I expected. Everything. Just supernatural things happening. Supernatural. And I suddenly got a heart for Muslims. Never had a heart for them suddenly started to get a passion for them. And I'm looking at these people, 400 Muslims preaching to them. And uh, they came to the meeting because they acknowledge prophets. They don't acknowledge the prophet, but they, they, are, they acknowledge prophets. So they came for the meeting, and I'm sitting there, there and, I, and I have to minister to them. And I say, God, give me, give me a revelation. I don't, what do I say? What do I speak about? And then God gives me a revelation. You know, as Muslims, they grow up in a relationship or in a religion that is a master and a slave. Their religion is heavy to carry. They live in condemnation every day of their lives because they cannot fulfill their law. They try it, but they fail, and they live in condemnation. So I spoke about relationship with God and immediately they responded, you know, because in their religion, it is blasphemy to say that you can hear your God or have a relationship with Him because you're just a slave. So I spoke about relationship and the revelation came. Every person on earth, every person on earth has an emptiness inside them for a father. Every person on earth. And as a Muslim, in their religion, they grow up and they have a desire for a father. And in their customs or in their religion, it is all business. So they still get married, arranged marriages. It's all business. You'll be married that woman because of a business transaction. So even as little boys, they grow up with the desire of a natural father. No love, no relationship. And in the spirit, again, they're just slaves. And they have this desire and longing for a father. And... You know, what happened in the spirit is God just moved into the place and he picked them up and he put them on his lap. And when he did that, they broke. Because no one can resist the love of a father. No one. And they desire that and we desire it all our lives. We desire a father. We desire to have access and to have that relationship. In that, I want to say to you that we have an emptiness, all of us, that only God can fill. All of us have that. You can try to put money into that. You can try to put relationships into that. It does not last. You need the embrace of a father. Listen, you don't need to embrace the father. 
you need the embrace of the Father. When He embraces you, it fills that place in your life. And suddenly you are complete and you are content because He filled that gap. Amen? So that's what it's about. We desire God and we desire relationship with Him. Amen? We saw supernatural things that just started to happen in the meeting. Supernatural things that I've not seen in, in uh, Christian churches. The supernatural things. Things that I've not seen among the Christians. Um, there is wealth that is unseen in that, in that place. In Dubai, there is wealth that I cannot explain to you. It is ridiculous wealth that they have there. And, the, you know, one of the guys that sings this praise or this, uh, the, the Muslim prayers over the intercom, he was in the meeting and he got saved in that meeting. Now, when a Muslim gets saved, when they get saved, they have to leave Dubai and they have to get a new identity to go to Australia, New Zealand, get a new identity, and then they come back. Because their own family, the guy that got saved, his sister sent him a letter while we were there, and she said it would be an honor for her to kill him. <laughs> so when you, as a Muslim, when you get saved, you lose everything. In Dubai, only Muslims have the right to own property. No other religion or person. So when they convert, when they choose Christ, in the natural, they lose their inheritance and they even lose their name. It is so beautiful because in the spirit, we, you know, we are renewed. We get new names. And they leave and they come back with a new identity. A new identity. They completely... On their ID cards, they, it says Muslim, and when they leave, they come back. And even on their old ID cards, their religion has changed to Christianity. It's changed. A new identity. They pay a price for that, and they pay it gladly. They gladly pay that price. Now, I had the opportunity to go to um, Sheikh Mohammed's chamber. Last night, we had a dinner, and I saw this a group of um, uh, Muslims took me for a, for a dinner, and I'm sitting with them, and it is extraordinary wealth, extraordinary wealth. And I'm sitting there, and I say to them, I don't understand this. Why can they be so blessed? It doesn't make sense to me. So one of the guys, I asked him, I said, why are the Muslims so blessed? Why are they so blessed? And he says, it is because God has blessed us. I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He said, when Abraham sent us away, he said to God, I'll send them away, but first bless us. Yeah. And even as children of the desert, they believe more in the blessing and the promise than us. Wow. Yeah. Than us. Because, they, because our God has blessed them. That's why. Yeah. How much more do we as sons and daughters of God have access to the blessing and the covenant that the Father has for us? How much more do we have? I was just uh, surprised by you know, what they have. Now, I want to say to you that there are those that were born in Egypt. There's those that were born in the desert. And then there are those that are born in the promised land. I'm speaking to people this morning that's born in the promised land. But you need to realize the covenant that God has with you. He has a covenant with you to bless you and to prosper you in every area of your life. Every area. Okay? Someone has to drive Ferraris. It can might as well be Christians. Are you with me? Someone has to drive them. So stop speaking negatively against the things that God wants to do for you. Stop cursing the things that God wants you to inherit and have, and have. It's not about the material things, but God has blessed us in every way. Amen. You believe me? I want to stir up your faith to receive supernatural things that God has for us and for you in this moment. Amen. 
I want to touch just on the part of this morning, and then we'll start to minister and prophesy to you. I want you to understand in these days that God is raising up prophets, and He's raising up New Testament prophets. Now, there is fortune tellers, and um, fortune teller is all, it falls under a category of all these other things that's out there, palm readings and reading the stars and um, uh, <laughs> um, signs and all these other uh, some methods and things that we have. Now, I want to explain to you this morning briefly the difference between a fortune teller and a prophet. The difference between the two is that a prophet always builds, comforts, and encourages. Always. Always positive. A fortune teller is positive and negative. They have two or three good things that they say. You will receive wealth, and you will prosper, or you'll, have a, you'll meet the love of your life. And, and then that third card that they draw that says, but you will die early. Always the negative thing that's connected to that. Now, when you open up your heart and spirit, and they will often use the first things for you to open up your spirit so that they can speak into that. And when you open up your spirit, you have to take, you take everything that they say. You can't reject one thing. And uh, we allow that, and because of that, they speak into our lives. That's the first thing. Now, when it comes to a prophet, it is only positive. It only builds. The second, second difference is the spirit. A prophet functions through the Holy Spirit. A fortune teller functions through a different spirit. They have a spirit of fear. It's not love. You feel condemned. Now, I want to say to you that when you receive a prophecy and you, receive, you experience fear, it is not from God. It should not bring condemnation and fear upon you when you receive a word. And then the third thing is the prophet gives all glory to God. A fortune teller takes glory to themselves and how good they are, their reading and their ability. Now, we need to understand that in this times that we're living, that God is calling back the prophets back to the church. If a person can go to a place and get a reading in a caravan somewhere, they can come to church to get a word. So God has given his prophets to the church. In the book of 2 Timothy 1.17, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Not fear. We don't receive fear. He's given us a spirit of peace. That's what comes upon us when we prophesy. Now, prophets, if we look at the Old Testament quickly, in the Old Testament, God, um, <laughs> every nation had sorcerers and magicians and fortune tellers, but it was only Israel that had prophets, only Israel. And in the Old Testament, prophets played an important role. Prophets were the voice of God in the Old Testament. Whenever they did something, they consulted with the prophets. They called the prophets and they consulted. They said, what does God say? Should we go into this war? Are we going to win? They waited on a word from the prophets. It was, they were the mediators of God's voice between God and the people in the Old Testament. They filled an uh, important role. In the book of Amos chapter 3 verse 7, it says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing His plan to His servants, the prophets. So it was important, the role and the purpose that they filled in the Old Testament. Prophets always came to, on the scene in the Old Testament to, to remind people of covenant. Covenant. Every time that covenant was in danger, prophets came on the scene to remind them of the covenant that God has made with them. They played an important role and important part. Now, there is ways that they functioned in the Old Testament. I quickly want to run through it. In the Old Testament... Jeremiah 27 verse 2, Jeremiah walks with a yoke around his neck and acts out a prophecy. You know, they are often strange in the way they're doing and the way they dress and the way they act out things. It's Old Testament. The book of 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 23, Elijah went up to Bethel. Some boys came out of the town and mocked at him. Get out of here, Baldy, they said. He called down a curse on them. And then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the boys. It is Old Testament, the way they functioned, the way they 
responded to situations. Old Testament prophets. 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 1, in those days Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die, you will not recover. Old Testament prophets, the way they functioned. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 3 to 4, Ezekiel filled his stomach with a scroll in a symbolic act. He was trying to, to symbolize something and he took the scroll and he ate the, the scroll, symbolic thing. Isaiah chapter 20 verse 2 to 4, Isaiah walks naked through the streets of Jerusalem for three years. Not for a night. For three years, walks naked through the streets as a prophet. He acts out things. Today, we have many New Testament prophets that still have Old Testament mindsets. They want to be a New Testament prophet, but they want to rebuke, and they, they want to um, bring death and destruction and warnings. They want to do all these things. Now, I say to all of them, why don't you start with walking through the streets naked for three years? <laughs> start with that. When I point out sin and do that, do that. Why don't you respond to that word of God? You know, something that, uh, that <laughs> humiliates you and not his people. Now, in the New Testament, God still uses prophets in these times. But his purpose and function is different. Now, in the New Testament, as prophets, our our leader <laughs> is not Elisha, uh, Elijah, Amos, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah. Our pioneer is Jesus. We portray him. We follow him, the way he ministers. And when you look at the way he prophesies, you will pick up his, uh, the, the way he functions. He's relational. Um, that's his method of ministry. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, not on Elijah, not on Amos, not on Ezekiel, on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, he says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. By his Son. So the function of a New Testament prophet is different than the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the prophets spoke about covenant that was often missed um, or broken because of sin. In the New Testament, prophets are there to remind you of covenant that is sustained through the righteousness of his Son. Very important. And that's why I'm here today. I'm here to remind you that you have a covenant. Because you're forgetting that. I'm reminding you that you have a covenant. You know, have you seen that movie, 54 Dates or 55? I can't remember. Have you seen that? What's that? 51st Dates. She has to be reminded every morning. And some of you need to be reminded every morning. Every morning that you are in covenant with him, and his mercies is new every morning. Now, whenever a New Testament prophet, now you need to understand this, but the difference between a fortune teller and a prophet is, a fortune teller can predict, but they cannot change. They can predict the future, but they can't change it. A prophet can change the future. He can speak into something that is dead, and bring life to it when he speaks into it. That's the difference. Now, whenever a New Testament prophet starts to expose sin and people's weaknesses and speaks into nations and gives them warnings and things, he becomes a fortune teller and therefore loses power. Loses the power that God has given him to build his kingdom. I'm sharing this with you so that you can understand when you see prophets function and who they are, and you can discern by the message they bring. It's not just the name. It's not the title. A title is like a bar of soap. The more you use it, the smaller it gets. It's not about the title. 
It is the message that they carry. If you pick up fear in the message, it's not from God. If you pick up condemnation, it is not from God. Because therefore, in Christ, there is no more condemnation. No more condemnation. So God will send, in His times, He will send New Testament prophets to speak into that dry area in your life, into that dry place, into the place that is dead, but to speak life into that situation, to command death. Now, the theme of this conference is let it be, is to speak life into that situation and to say, let it be, let it be. Tonight, I'm going to speak on the power of our words and how important it is for us to be careful what we say because in the spiritual world, the Holy Spirit does not know how to discern between the truth and a joke. The Spirit takes everything as truth. Everything we say takes it as truth. So we have to be careful about what we say because what we say will be. It will happen exactly like that. Amen. Where's our prophetic drummer and keyboard player and come on, get on stage with me. Let's loosen some things in the spirit and call things into being that's not. Amen. <laughs> he looks so humble. <laughs> Is he humble? That's a good sign. It's a good thing. Amen. Thank you, Father, for what you want to do, Lord. We are ready to receive what God wants to do in the spirit. God wants to shift some things, and He's not going to do it until we speak into it, until we speak into those situations. Again, I want to say to you, do not curse what God wants to give you. Curse is a strong word. Don't speak against what God wants to do in your life. Don't judge others and what He's doing for them because He wants to do the same thing for you. He wants to bless you. You know, when you speak against someone, you're not... You're not um, upset about what they have, you're upset about what you have. That's why you speak against it. <laughs> but God wants to do something new in your life. Amen? Come on. Let's stand with me and we'll pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Father, we pray for this conference. We pray that you come and do something fresh and something new. Father, we pray for breakthroughs, breakthroughs, breakthroughs. I want to ask you just to grab your phone quickly. Grab that phone. And uh, we're going to release something over that phone. The Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, Andre, I want you to, as the Old Testament acted out prophecies, I want you to act out something and I will not let you down. The Lord said to me, within 48 hours, change is going to happen. From now, within the next 48 hours, change is going to happen. So I want you to hold up your phone. Your phone is a place of communication. And this morning, I prophesy that good news is coming. Good news is coming. Financial breakthroughs is coming. I call messages forth and notifications forth of good news, of breakthroughs. Things that you have expected and even things that you have not expected. I come against any form of negative news, bad news that came through a phone call, doctor's reports, bad reports that came through a phone call and I declare that that report is changing right now into good news. I pray for favor. I declare that you will receive phone calls as you leave this building. Some of you will receive a phone call before you leave this building. As you put your phone on after the meeting, the phone calls will start to come. Text messages will start to come of God's goodness about breakthroughs that is coming good announcements, things that you have been waiting for. I declare good news is coming. I pray for business, new business and contracts to be released in this place and to come forth. New jobs and better jobs, better positions, Lord. Father, I pray for phone calls that will find you, that will come to you, that God will put your number before people. They will choose you, they will phone you. And goodness will come to your home and to your family. I declare that in Jesus' name. I call it forth. I call it forth. I see God is going to do something when it comes. There's a financial breakthrough that is coming. It's coming sooner than you've expected it. I see financial breakthroughs. You've been, you, there's expectation, but it's coming sooner. God is accelerating that, and you will receive the notification. 
of that breakthrough before its time is going to come into place. <laughs> Some of you, <laughs> I hear the Lord saying that many of you have sown. And I declare this morning, before your seed hits the ground, the breakthrough will come. Before your seed hits the ground, the breakthrough will come already. Before it hits the ground. So God is advancing your sowing and giving by blessing you before you sow. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Father, I pray that you remind us of covenant. Covenant, the covenant that you have for us. Thank you, Father, that even if we are unfaithful, that you are still faithful. Father, I declare that every blessing, every blessing that belongs to us will be manifested in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you all the glory. All the glory. I prophesy that testimonies is coming back. Testimonies is coming back of what you have supernaturally done in their lives. Supernaturally opened up doors. It was supernaturally. Impossible things started to happen because of covenant, because of your blessing that's resting upon them. Father, I declare that even things that they did not pray for is coming. Even the things that they did not ask for is coming. But because you are a father and you are gracious, I call it forth in Jesus' name. I call it forth. Thank you, Father. I want you to take a moment and I want you to speak into your situation and into your life. I want you to speak the impossible. Not the possible, the impossible. The impossible. I want you to call it forth just for a moment. You can speak where you are. Just a moment. I want you to speak. Speak. I declare as you speak, let it be. I declare that. Let it be. As you speak, let it be. Whatever you're calling forth, I declare that you are led by the Spirit and you are saying it by the Spirit. Let it be in Jesus' name. Let it be. Let it be. I call it forth in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want you, let's clap and shout, and shout for God. Just for a moment. Let's make a noise for Him. I want to hear you. Clap for Him. We call breakthrough for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Come on, louder, louder, a little bit louder. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We glorify you and you alone. We thank you for the impossible is taking place right now at this moment. We declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated for a minute. Thank you, Father. <laughs> God will not disappoint us. You're going to see. Just wait and see what He's going to do. Wait and see. He's going to surprise you by doing the impossible. The impossible. This moment, this time, right now. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. What's your name, sir? Can you just stand? Yes, just stand. I want Jan, is she still here? Jan, stand. And your husband, stand. Thank you, Father, for them and for their lives. Would you stand, please? Thank you. Thank you for staying. You were in the first meeting? Thank you for staying for the second meeting. I appreciate it. There was a lady in the first meeting that I wanted to speak to, but she left. Hopefully, she'll come tonight. Call her in the spirit. Call her back. I think she was a visitor here this morning. Call her back. Thank you, Father. When I look at you this morning, I hear the Lord saying new jobs, new opportunities. And I declare that there was a curse that held you back from what God wanted to do. You're a very hard worker, very hard worker. You need to know today that it's not because of the fact that you are lazy or you're not motivated. You are motivated. But there was a word that was spoken over you that held you back. And you were running this race all your life. You were giving your best, but others still exceeded you. Because of that word was spoken. But this morning you were released from that word. This morning you were set free from that word. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that, run again, my son. I hear the Lord saying, run again, my son. But this time you will far exceed others. This time you will run and it will be easy. God's going to make it easy for you. Many doors are opening up and jobs are coming. And as I release this in the Spirit, I call contracts and business and jobs just coming to you. That's finding you wherever you are. You will not look for it anymore. 
it will find you. I, I declare that you will have to put your phone off because of all the business that's coming. You'll get tired of all the phone calls. You'll have to put it off to have some peace. I'll phone you early in the morning and late at night. You will be disturbed by new business that's coming in constantly and flowing towards you and towards your life. God's going to completely touch your finances and turn it around completely. Completely turn around. Complete swap is turning around. And God's going to do an extraordinary thing when it comes to your finances. See God touching your life and even your outward appearance. I look at the clothes that you have at home and there's a shift coming within your clothes. I see God is putting new clothes, physically, new clothes in there because He is assigning you to new clients that's on a different capacity and in a different caliber, very professional level that He's taking you up to. I want you to know that you are ready for it and you can do it. Whenever God sends you, He always equips us for where He sends us. And because He's opening up that door, it's because He believes that you can do it and you can stand in that position. I call it forth. Great conflicts, great business is coming. You've got such a heart for God's people. And you've asked the Lord that He would use you to make an impact in His kingdom. And God said that He's going to, it's a promise you made to God. He says, I'm going to bless you, but you will keep your your promise and your covenant that you've made with me and you'll keep it and I will bless you. I'll send the finance and resources for you to do that, to be able to be that blessing. I see a plan that you've worked out of things that you want to do for God's kingdom and He will give you the resources. As I speak to you right now, I see in the camels, I see camels that's starting to move in your direction. God is sending all the resources, everything that you need for His will and plan to be fulfilled. I speak into relationships right now. Many relationships was broken up throughout your life, but this time relationships will work. God is touching all relationships, every level, every level of relationship in your life. I'm touching that right now. It will work this time. It will work. I want you to know that it was nothing that you have done wrong. You have an upright heart and you, you're a faithful man, but it's been things that were spoken over your life. But it no longer has effect upon you anymore. You are rising. Your life is a rocket. It's taking off into greater heights and greater places. I call it forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Bless you so. I want you to understand, I've seen this in, in the Spirit so many times, and it's so unfair that things are said over people, and those things are holding them back. And they're trying, they're doing everything in their capacity, but they're not accelerating or moving because of words that's holding them back. God has given us the power to speak against that and to release them from that. How do we come against it? How do we change that curse? We change it by speaking a blessing upon them. Whenever a blessing is spoken, the curse is broken. Whenever the blessing is spoken, the curse is broken. So we have to learn to bless people and speak something over them that releases them. Amen? You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for their lives. Thank you for staying here and being here for this meeting. I hear God saying that He's going to make things easier for you. Easier for you. You've been putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort, both of you. But as you're standing here, you are tired. You're tired in the natural and you're tired in the spirit. Your spirit is weary. But God is coming and He's sustaining you right now and lifting you up. So I speak into your job situations right now that there's a change that's coming. There is a transformation that's coming. I look at the hours that you are working, and the Lord is literally swapping it around. He's changing the, the, swapping it around, literally. So I declare right now that the, the hours will turn around. The working hours will turn around just exactly the opposite, but it will, be, uh, it will take this heavy burden off you, and it will give you the time to be able to do things. Now, there is a break that is coming. There is a vacation. One of the most spiritual things that we can do is to rest. Now, since a break that's coming right now to you, God is opening up the door. It's an invitation that's coming. I want you to respond to that. Um, you have to take that break. You have to go. Because you go, but then you return. Always return before it's finished. You, go for a, you say you're going to go for a week, and then you return in three days. Always. You need to go because the rest is important. Because in the rest, God is going to birth the new things that He has for you in the future. But I speak into your job situation right now. It is changing. I want you to know that it's not pleasing the Lord. Often we're trying to do things because we think it's pleasing God. It's not pleasing Him.
God wants you to enjoy your job. He wants you to love it. He wants you to get up and be excited about it. And you've lost that excitement, not because of the job, but because it's getting into, uh, it's affecting your ministry time. It's affecting uh, ministry and God's your time in His kingdom. And that's why God wants to change it. And I declare right now that the hours are becoming less and the finance is becoming more. The pay is going up and your working hours are coming down so that you have more time to build in His kingdom. I want both of you to hear that you are called together, not separately. You're called together. And even in God's kingdom, He has called you to function in ministry together as a team. Together you're effective. Together you are more powerful. And the enemy has seen seasons. You know, <laughs> previous season, you had the time and she was busy. Now she has the time, now you are busy. But I declare now that the time and season come where both of you have the time. Both of you have the time to be able to do what God has. I, I release it right now upon you and I call it forth right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. You may be seated. What's your name, sir? Chris. Thank you, Father, for Chris. Chris, God wants to bless you on a completely different level. Completely different level. But when it comes to your doctrines and things that you believe, you believe in moderation. You believe in what, what we need. You believe in what we can handle. God is shifting you. You're a very intellectual man, and everything that you work out, I see this numbers. Everything is intellectual. Everything is worked out. You always count the cost over and over and over before you, before you start. But God is adding faith to your life. And um, in a sense, it might be reckless faith. because You don't like the reckless things. You want to count the cost. But God is adding faith to you because what He wants to do with you and through your life cannot be calculated, cannot be worked out, and will not always make sense. God is adding the faith there because of the level where He's going to take you. Now, financially and in business, there is a complete breakthrough that's coming that is way beyond what you think you can handle, what you think you can accomplish. But I want you to know now that I sense it's, that in the Spirit that God is um, expanding you spiritually to carry more, to be able to handle more, to carry more. Now, you always count the cost and I sense how things will come in and often you would show things away because just the fact that you think that you can't handle the, you don't have the capacity. <laughs> now, I want you to know that these blessings are coming from God and He, instead of showing it away, I want you to be prepared to make plans in faith to be able to carry it because there is a contract that's coming that's way beyond your capacity. But I want you, I want your response to be, I can do it. I want your response to be to that. I hear the Lord saying, your response is, I can do it. And as you say, you can do it, God's going to give you the people, the resources, the hands to accomplish exactly that. It is huge. It's completely on a different scale, a different level. But God wants you to know that in this season time that you are ready for it. You've been in so many places in your life and everything has been preparation and training for you up until now to step into the things that God has for you. Now, I see you standing in front of a big board and you're calculating all of these things, working on these projects and planning and planning and planning. But just as you're standing and planning, I see God looking at His board with your life on and He is planning what He wants to do with you. And your project is these things. But his project is you. And God is busy developing you and stretching you in every way. Everything for the good. Because he wants to see you as a son walk in these things. Now, I see some, some titles and things being added to your name. Your position is changing in the natural where the promotion is coming. They're adding a title to your name. And that title carries weight. It has a weight that it carries. But with that weight comes authority. Comes authority. And I declare right now that God is giving you, with the promotion, great authority to be able to walk in it and in the things that He has called you for and prepared for you. I declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask, uh, make an invitation this morning and uh, not to expose you in any way but to speak into these situations. This morning we spoke about palm reading and we spoke about fortune tellers. And this morning I want to pray for you. If you have exposed yourself to any of that, whether it's online, people are desperate. People are desperate. 
And they, <laughs> they consult so many different things, and God has grace for that. But I want to speak into that situation, whatever negative came in there. I want to come, I want to come against that so that you are ready to receive what the Lord has for you. So I want to ask you, no, not to expose you, but to see you prosper. So I want to ask you, if you have opened up yourself or your life for any of that, and you have allowed a palm reader, fortune teller, any of that to speak into your life, I want to ask you to just stand, and I want to pray with you that God would set you free from anything negatively that they've spoken over your life. You can please stand with me right now. There's many of you. <laughs> it's not condemnation. It's not condemnation. He has grace for us. He has grace for us. I'm not doing this to expose you. I'm doing this because of God's grace for you. God's grace for you. See, that thing can destroy your life. It can rob you of finances, of relationships. It can curse everything that you touch. But God can release you. He can bless you. He can remove it from your life in a moment. So I declare right now, any spirit of condemnation, I command that to leave right now. It has no right in this place. No right. No right. <laughs> this place has been sanctified. We're standing on holy ground, in a holy place. Father, I pray for every person that's standing right now. I come against any negative word that was spoken over them. Anything negatively that was prophesied over them. I command that right now to become null and void. It will have no effect upon their lives anymore. Father, I pray that you would even remove the thought completely of that. You would remove it. They would not remember what was said at all. I command that word to be lifted from their finances, their family, their relationships, from their lives, from their house. I command it to leave. And I prophesy a word into their situations in life right now. I speak life and life in abundance. Life in abundance. I speak to their health. Every area of their lives. I speak life right now. Life right now. Life right now. Life right now. <laughs> I call a crop failure of everything negative that was said. It will not happen. It will not come close to them or their family. I declare that in Jesus' name. Yes, there is generational curses, but there is generational blessings as well. And I call a generational blessing that comes upon them. And the curse cannot withstand the blessing. It crumbles under, under the blessing. We call it forth. I declare that you have a covenant with Him. You have a covenant with Him. And I remind them this morning, do not forget about the covenant that you have with them. <laughs> A covenant that blesses them. A covenant that brings peace upon them and upon their houses. I declare that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want you to come forward, ma'am. Just come and stand here. Stand here. That couple as well. Just stand here. What do you do, sir, for, for work in the new year? Just stand, both of you. <laughs> Are you in, in this church? God is about to change things around for you. He's about to turn things around, turn things around. I want to say to you this morning, do not give up. Do not give up. Stand firm. Do not give up. It's so important, the unity between the two of you. You've been going through a storm, but God is about to quiet down the storm, to calm the storm in your lives. It's been an attack upon your life. But now I call <laughs> a harvest upon your life. Come against that attack. And I declare whatever the enemy tried to steal from you, I declare right now that God will make up for that a hundredfold in every area and every part of your life. I see your basket, your fishing basket, your basket that you're collecting. And I see how God's been blessing you, but it's just falling through, through it the whole time, through it the whole time. In the years, see the numbers and things that came in, and it's just... Disappears, disappears. I declare right now that from this moment on, that your bread basket will never be empty. It will always be full. There will always be more than enough. I speak to your bank account right now that you will have a healthy bank balance. More abundance. I see 
funds in your bank account that's building up. It's accumulating. And I want you to know now that the Lord wants you to have a big bank balance. Don't know? See, a big bank balance that's there. Because the time is coming where God wants you to make certain decisions. And He wants you to know that the resources will be there for that, for those decisions. I hear God saying that He's entrusting you with kingdom finances. That is finances that is coming that is beyond just you. That's there for His kingdom. And He's releasing it upon your life and putting it there. I see people that's plotting against you. They're working against you, plotting against you. I want to say to you that they will fall into the same graves that they dig for you. It will not affect you. It will not come close to your life. I pray for grace upon them and mercy upon them for what they've done against you. I pray for them. pray that God would save them, that God would have grace for these things they've done because they have went out of their way to come against you. But I declare that from this moment on, that from this moment on, that everything will work out for the good. Everything will work out for the good. I want you to know that your future is safe in God. God has a position for you as your office that you are seated in, and it's safe in Him. That no one can come against that. No one can stop that from happening. They've delayed it, but God is accelerating it now, that in His perfect timing, that you will step into that position. I see a building. It's like 40, 40 stories. I see you sitting on the 40th floor, number 40, 40. 40th floor. She's sitting there. I see you in the office. I see you looking over the city from that office. And I see you plan projects, plan projects. So you look over the city and see how you are dreaming about the city. God dreams about the city. And God is showing you future developments and future things that's coming. And I declare today that you will be part of it and you'll be connected to it. Everything that will be built, that you'll be part of it. You'll be connected to it. I declare that in Jesus' name. Floor number 40, 40, floor number 40. You're sitting there, you're looking over the city. I call it fourth in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Where's that lady? Stand, man. What's your name? Are you in the church here? Okay. You're a precious lady. Such a good heart. Now, I want you to know that the prophetic mantle is upon your life. Whatever we burn for, we produce. And you've been burning for God's voice. You've been burning for more. You've got the great desire. And you've, out of your burning desire, you've tried so many things and read so many things. Listen, there's a couple of books that as you leave this place, you have to go home, you have to take it, and you have to put it in the bin. Because that's the best place I can be. A couple of books. I see on your bookshelf. <laughs> Take it, some of it, just put it in the bin. Just put it there. If you want more, pick up the word. Read the word, read the word, read the word. That's the best book. Not those things. See, the same. <laughs> Let it go, those things. Now, there's a desire and a passion within you. And I want you to know this morning that God has placed that passion there. He's put it there. And through this journey, God will put missing pieces in place. God's timing is perfect. It is perfect. And you haven't missed out on anything. It seems to you that you've missed out. I see you have these goals and you think that you should have been there. No, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. It's times and seasons. And God is preparing you. <laughs> it's, it's difficult when we see the future, but we're not there yet. And we, we know what God's going to do, but we have to be patient and wait for it. But I pray for you now for patience and endurance and perseverance. You'll continue to stand firm and wait, wait, because God will bring the release in its time. It's going to come. That release will come. It will come in its time. But be patient with that, okay? I declare it's upon your life. I declare that God will use you greatly. I declare that you will speak His worth and it will go out. It will touch and transform people's lives. Not just people, but you will speak over cities. <laughs> We'll speak over situations. I see you sitting in front of the television, watching the news. I see you seeing things that's happening all over the world and how you're speaking into those things. As you speak into it, a change starts to take place. God is showing you hope. He's showing you. I see things happening in the news and it's not showing you the truth. It's showing you 
what is behind it, and showing you what to really pray for at that moment so that they can have a breakthrough. I declare that, that your words will not fall to the ground. It will go out, and it will accomplish that. Okay? Do you have a son? How many sons do you have? Tell me about them. How old are they? 35, another one. That one, 27. What's his name? Eric, where is he? Where is he? Is he here? Come here, Eric. Hmm. This mother has been praying for you. I hear her prayers going up and shouting your name, shouting your name, shouting your name. I want to say to you this morning that God's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. Whatever seems impossible, God's going to work it all out. I want to say to you this morning, it is not too late. It is not too late. Okay? If we, <laughs> if we can't be bad enough to go to hell, then it means that we cannot be good enough to miss His grace. So God is gracious to you. Gracious to you. Got grace for you. People have, have given up on you throughout your life, but God hasn't. And God is not going to give up. He's going to fight for you until the last moment. God is touching your mind now as I speak to you. He's taking all... <laughs> it's like a cloud that's in your mind that's that's keeping you some truths so and God is as I speak to you right now is removing the veil helping you to see the truth in things truth see you have a great desire to have an understanding of things you've been studying and looking at things and it's not because of doubt it's because you want the truth because you are a man of truth you want what is truth you want it and you'll study you'll continue until you find the truth but I declare now that you will find the truth and the truth is in Jesus. That's the truth. And he will start to show you great things. The, um, the season that you've been on right now, that God has been protecting you and covering, covering you through that season so that you can get through this and step into the things that he has called for. You have a calling upon your life. You have a calling upon your life. I want you to know that. And the enemy has tried everything in his ability to get you to fall. And I declare this morning that he has lost. Amen. He has lost. He has lost. The fact that you are standing here is because you've made it. Because you've made it. So he tried his best and he lost. But now God's going to step in. And God's going to show his power <laughs> and his abilities in your life. And God will use your life as a testimony to give many hope to help bring a great understanding to many people. The time will come for your life to write a book, to write things. And it will be a testimony that you will write to encourage others that's been on the same journey as you to have a better understanding. And that testimony will carry power. It will not just be a book. It will be filled with power to set them free. I sense as they read it and as they listen to your story, just by reading and listening to it, the same power will be there to set them free at that moment. And many will be saved and released and set free because of you. Amen? You have, you have, a, you have many giftings, a lot of giftings that God has placed inside you. And God is busy developing those giftings. So I call them forth. Everything that God has for you, I call it forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Let me see that. Thank you. Amen. I want you to be here tonight at 6. At 6, um, I want to invite you to come back and to every session in this conference. Um, we're looking forward to minister to you tonight. Zandia will be here with me tonight. She'll minister with me. And uh, we're looking forward to receive what God has for us. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Woo, yeah. Good stuff, huh? Thank you, Brother Andre. Amen. Wow. Wow, wow, I love the ministry of the prophet. Well, we've only just begun. Tonight, 6 o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 7 o'clock. All right, so be here, as Andre said, be here for every night. And come ready, come ready to receive the word of God. 
Wow, that was so good. Let's stand together as we get ready to go out of here today. Lord, let's just lift our hands to heaven for a moment. Thank you for what you've deposited in our lives today, in our hearts, on the corporate level, on the individual level. And we receive your word and we say, dig deep in us. Take deep root now, seed of the word, and, and produce. Produce after your kind. Manifest the life of God. Manifest uh, what your word says, Lord, that your word is life to those who find it and health to all other flesh. Let your word, let it be to me according to your word. Let's say that again. Let it be to me according to your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you that you bless your people and they're going out just like they've been blessed and they're coming in. I declare in Jesus' name that though their enemy comes at them one way, he will have to flee in seven because they're blessed in the city, they're blessed in the field, they're blessed in their basket, they're blessed in the storehouse, and everything their hands touch shall prosper. Though their enemy comes at them one way, he will have to flee in seven. They are the head and not the tail, above only, never beneath, first, not last, victors, no longer victims. And I thank you now, God, that you caused the mountains and the hills to break forth with singing and the trees of the field to clap their hands as your people go forth with joy in Jesus' name. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you tonight. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.